0: Hope you had a great bye week, everyone. Welcome back to Rams Football and to Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota Dealers. We're here at SoFi Stadium, site of this week's Rams Seahawks contest with Demarco Far, Maurice Jones-Drew. I'm JB Long, and a break in the rain to be outside at the Toyota Patio.
1: Good Dang. to see you, gentlemen. How was your bye week? Awesome. Let's go. I'm ready. Who's not ready? Let's kick them out of here if you're not ready.
2: Ready for yeah. the second half. Let's go. I tell you what, I need I definitely need a positive outlook this week because uh, little kids, we took a, a tough loss in the championship oh. game. We weren't prepared. Um and we, you know, I didn't do my part. Is this the pre Thanksgiving turkey Lord, bowl we were talking yeah, about? Yeah, the turkey bowl wasn't good to us. Our program had four teams in it, three teams won. Yeah except for mine. So you know I don't feel right, so I'm ready to go here for the Rams. Thank and get a nice you. Big, Victory to get us, get me feeling. Attitude good reflect back leadership. Yeah. You, let's yeah, go. How'd you
0: rejuvenate, Demarco? Man,
2: I you took a
1: break from ball. Just you know, took a step back and you know, just recharged, had fun, walked about. I, I don't know, a thousand miles. I bet. Got your enjoyed, steps in? Absolutely. Just enjoying it. Just thinking about ball. Thinking about this year. Thinking about how you're going to attack the rest of the season. Think about it. People think this is a bad year for the Rams. You got three wins. How many people had the Rams win in three games this year? Probably none, except for you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You had them there. But I had look, a
2: 17 and them 17
1: 0. You got three wins and a bunch of opportunity left in this season. Let's get it on. We'll talk
0: about expectations and hopes for the second half, but let's start with a return to health for the Rams after the open date. How's everyone's thumb? Thumbs up all around?
1: Yeah, good so far.
0: All right, yeah. let's check on the thumb that really matters that of Matthew Stafford.
1: I, uh, you know, went out there and practiced today and was able to throw it around. So, um,.
0: You know, it's it is a fine balance of rest and rehab as much as I possibly can to try to let you know everything in there kind of settle down, um, but at the same time understanding that at some point you got to go out there and see what you got. And uh, I was able to do that a little bit on Monday, and then uh, you know full practice today. Um, you know, just doing everything we wanted to do, so felt pretty good about. it. So the bye week coming at a good time for QB one and for Sean McVay and those Los Angeles Rams. But just a couple of weeks ago, gentlemen, he couldn't even hold a football. So what's your level of confidence now that he's back practicing full that he'll be able to spin it the way we become accustomed to against the Seahawks?
2: You know, I I, I truly believe that uh, if he could have gone in Green Bay, he would have. Right. And that tells you a lot of kind of how that situation went with how everything transpired there. And so I'm very confident that if he can practice and, and he's practicing well and He's out there holding the football that he's ready to go out there and, and spin it. Now it's gonna be important that the Rams protect him. Right? And what you mean what I mean by that is you have to protect him from himself. We can't get him in situations where he's scrambling. We mm-hmm. can't get him in situations Where he doesn't have an outlet to get the ball out to. We have to make sure he understands where his check downs are. Or become a receiver. Or, yeah, or become (laughs) a receiver. We got to make sure that we protect him from himself and allow him to go. So that means running the football. That means play action pass, having outlets and knowing where those outlets are.
1: No doubt. Look, man, uh, I'm with you. Uh, I talked to him about the thumb. I said, what's the deal? He said, I just can't grip a football. That's it. That's got to suck as a quarterback when you just can't hold the ball the way you want to, but everything else is just about fine. But I'd say this. If I was his teammate and you told me you can't grip a football, then sit your butt down, put the backup in, and let's let's get on about this business. Now, it didn't work out in Green Bay. I had no idea that Brett ripperman was going to play like that. No one. Right. Did. We didn't expect him to be great, right? Anybody? But you didn't – I didn't expect him to be like that. So right. it, it is what it is. But you do get Stafford back. But I think job number one is he has to protect himself. you got to be smart with it. And – you got to protect him with play calling. Don't put him in bad situations. Was, and if and if the pocket breaks down, get rid of the rock as soon as possible. Yeah,
2: I think that I think the most important thing is protect him with play calling, mm-hmm. right? Because you'll get into the you'll get as a head coach and as a coach in general, you have to be outside the box. You have to be outside the game, seeing it from a thirty thousand view. You can't be in it with the quarterback because yeah. when you're in it, you're like quarterback sneak. Like no 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 <laughs> we're not we're not doing that. Right. We're not going to do that. Right. Like we want to make sure that we continue that, that thumb continues. For, To progress throughout the course of the season because you are on a championship run all
0: right the last time we had between the horns together there was a quarterback's name on mjd's mind there was one and in the bye week there's a new backup in matthew stafford's quarterback room so carson wentz who was nearly a ram way back in 2016 uh, whose career unfortunately took a wrong turn at the coliseum head-to-head against the rams is now wearing horns or at least is needed You're right. (laughs) Sorry, go ahead. No, you're right. But it it has not been the same for Wentz at the tail end of his tenure in Philadelphia, Indianapolis, Washington, and so on and so forth. But he basically took a half a year sabbatical and now he joins the Rams with a bye week to, I guess, learn their offense. But gentlemen, as we found out, he too was busy during the bye welcoming another daughter to the world.
1: Then uh, things happened real quick last week, and um, I don't know if anybody knows, but we had a baby last Friday too. So um, came down here on Wednesday, physical signed, motored back home. By the grace of God, my wife went into labor on Thursday, so had the had our third baby girl on Friday and turned right right back around on Sunday. So uh, timing was great, though I got to be there, um, such a blessing. And uh, yeah, so it's been a, been a whirlwind trying to trying to learn this playbook, learn this area, learn learn really everything
0: um, as quick as I can. But uh, I'm enjoying it. Okay, so I'll acknowledge that this is the point you were driving at a couple of weeks ago, and we'll see whether Wentz is uh, too little too late for the Los Angeles Rams in the context of this 2023 season. But at least there's competition and I think a professional capability in that room now. And as I see it from the Rams perspective, it's not just managing a roster and a salary cap, it's also managing human beings. Right. And what we saw in Green Bay was not good enough. So you can't ask one thing of... Aaron Donald or Cooper Cup or this position group and that position group and not hold the quarterback room to the same standard. And it seems like they reacted swiftly to no, that.
2: I, I, I love the, the signing. I, I think this, when you look at Carson Wentz's career, the one thing that he has to have is confidence. Mm-hmm. He has to have a confidence about himself. When he was in Philly and he was playing well, he, he was almost borderline arrogant, right? Because he he understood his abilities and how great he was. And that game in the Coliseum, I remember him like like he he came in there like, I'm the man and we're going to win, and you know it, right? And he played as such. And so I think getting him into this system, understanding that he can do all the bootleg stuff, all the outside zones, he can run, he's athletic, and you can kind of get him going. He can be the backup guy, the insurance. And the one thing I always tell people about insurance, you really don't need it until you do. Yeah. Right? And that's what we found out in Green Bay. It's like, you really don't need a backup quarterback until you do. And then all of a sudden we're scrambling. And so getting him in here, getting him comfortable, getting understanding what's going on, and we kind of talked about that throughout the preseason is you have to have a valuable number two guy. If you look at the Jets, they don't have it. Yeah. If you look at the Giants, they don't have it. I mean, we the Vikings had to go trade for Josh Dobbs because they didn't have it. Right. So all these teams are you know, you put some you allocate so many resources into the starter, uh, money wise, that you don't you forget about the backup guy, but you're just one play away. So having Carson Wentz here Get him to understand and, and go along. You just don't know what may happen, but you have a, a great insurance plan uh, behind Matthew Stafford.
0: They built a statue of his backup in Philadelphia, right? Yes. Philly special. Hey. Now it's the play that gets Stafford hurt. <laughs> I mean, it, it all comes s- full circle in the National Football League. What about the fact that there might be a Baker Mayfield caliber component here for the Rams? We saw what they were able to do deep in last season. Oh, wow. We hope that Carson Wentz doesn't need to take a snap the rest of the season, but if he does, there's a blueprint for having success here and getting a starting job elsewhere. No
1: doubt. That Mayfield effect was real. I told you, I loved everything about Baker Mayfield except what went on between the right. white lines at times. I mean, it's just there's a lot left to be desired when he's playing quarterback, but the swag, the the leadership, all that stuff is there. And shout out to Ram Scouting. I cannot believe Carson Wentz is here because I remember when you were trying to decide between Wentz and Goff, and they said Wentz would be better early, Goff would be better late. Aren't we sitting here in that world right now? It's amazing. But you're right. When that guy was at the top of his game, he was borderline arrogant, and it was fun to watch. But who wasn't when you were at the height of your powers? But when you do get dinged, it does shatter your confidence. So, you know, I, I know the name is better. Carson Wentz, everybody knows that. That's the guy that was, you know, the second pick in the draft. I know that name Sounds better than Brett Rippon. How he plays, I don't know. I can't wait to see. Can you pick up this offense? I don't know. Can't wait to see. But I remember talking about Baker Mayfield. You just got here. It's less than two sleeps, and you're going to start him? You're crazy. And then he went out and won the football game. So who knows? Maybe the same effect will happen. But I do know this. The names are better in that room. The professionalism should be better in that room. The athleticism should be better in that room. We'll see if it translates the wins on game day.
2: I I think the biggest thing with Carson Wentz is is that you have a guy that started before a lot of games. And and it has nothing to do with Brett Whippern only started four games before that. So you put him in a situation, a team that was a must-win or needed to win that game, and he hadn't been in that situation before where Carson Wentz has played in big games. He's been there. So maybe it's not necessarily about it's just about being comfortable enough to take a snap in a, in a wet game. Yeah. Right? It's, maybe it's comfortable enough to say, hey, I, the play is dead. Let me slide. Let me not try to throw the ball. Be and smart. Then get right? Those yeah. are the things that I think the Rams, if those did not happening in Green Bay, the Rams would be better
1: you off. You won't fumble twice on the same play. Sorry. Go. Anyway, go there ahead. There you go. Yeah. The Rams don't always
0: invest in their QB, two, But when they do... Sometimes they choose first-round picks, whether it's Wentz or Baker or even going back to your friend Bortles. (laughs) It's not just a return to health at the quarterback position, though, gentlemen. The idle week allows Rob Havenstein to be in a better place. (laughs) Ernest Jones... Yeah, uh, Hopefully Kobe Durant, Tyler Higbee, Puka Nakua. Of those names, who are you most looking forward to seeing fresh and rejuvenated for the second half? Push?
1: I, I'm happy Puka got the week off because he's a rookie. You don't know what the rookie wall is until Ooh. you hit it. And you could tell that guy was like, wow, this is the real deal in the national. Remember that feeling? We're done. Wow, wow, this this is and is BYU, lead. we're done right now. It's hard. It's hard every week, and the pressure mounts every single week, and yeah. you don't get a day off. I'm glad he got the week off, so maybe he'll be recharged. And he played like gangbusters even before that. But Rob Havenstein and gets a week off to heal up no I think it's going to take a little bit longer for him to actually heal up whatever ails him but a week will help you're going to need him this week especially with Seattle the way they rush the passer so having him back and that leadership back is is going to be monstrous but I mean hopefully that week for for Matthew Stafford hopefully that was enough to where he can you know grip the rock the way he wants so he can whip it the way he wants remember how he played in Seattle yes. week one I hope we see that guy I hope you can feel like that playing against Seattle.
2: I feel like you've seen that guy multiple times in the the game, but then you see the guy that I can make this throw that I should make, right? And that kind of comes into it. To me, I think Ernest Jones is the guy that you hope to be back. Oh, yeah. Because seeing what Green Bay did running the football, right, you could tell there just wasn't that thumper in the middle that was going to deter them from running the football. And and so those are kind of some of the things you're like, ah, like – yeah, like, you just it's just little things like that that I miss. I also think the rookie wall is very important because most guys don't well, – most of our fans don't understand. When you're in college, every practice in the NFL is like a college game, right? Like, you're practicing, you're competing your tail off to go out there and catch the ball, and that's how you played in college. And then you get into the game, it's a different level. So that rookie year, you may have a ton of success like Puka has, but then you're, like, worn out. Yeah, yeah. Like you, I'm talking about – I remember my rookie year going to sleep at, like, 6 o'clock, getting home – At five thirty, and be like, "All right, I'll see y'all later." I remember seeing my first NFL roster when I made the team, and I'm like, "Where's everybody
1: else?" They were like, "What do you mean? This is it. This is all we got. We only got right. Only got 53. You got 150 people. Let them take scout team. No, you got to take your reps and those reps. It's rough. That rookie
2: wall is real. And on top, you get special team. I mean, it's like I said, sleep. Sleep is the most. It's and then you got meetings, and you got your mind is. It's it's just it's a ton. So I think this week off for all the rookies in general is going to be awesome and, and great. For that rookie class has been playing so well here for the Rams.
0: Coming up, we'll ask you guys what you want to see in the second half. Your wish list, if you will. And I know that seeing Puka thrive next to Cooper Cup with two two Atwell is on all of our minds.
1: Can I jump out ahead? I, is is the MVP Cooper Cup still around? Does he still exist? Is he still <laughs> that guy? Can he be that guy?
2: That's what I need to I need that guy back. I felt ASAP. I, I felt after the after the Green Bay game we interviewed Coach McVay, and I brought that up about getting both of those guys going at the same time. And I felt like I hope he didn't take it as a shot. It was just something that, like, you have two number one wide receivers. How do you get those guys going? How does Philly get their guys going, right? Granted, A.J. Brown is going to get his. He's been getting his more consistently, but Devontae Smith gets some, too. You have that same ability here. How do we spread the ball around where Cooper Cup gets his eight catches, his 12 targets, and then Puka Nakua gets his eight targets and his seven catches, whatever it may be, to keep this thing going? Because as a defense, and I know we were jumping ahead, but as a defense, how do I cover both of those guys? You can't exactly you only cover so many yeah how about what the
0: rams are playing for first and then we'll get to some keys to this matchup and what we're looking for in the second half uh but with a three-game losing streak going into the bye the rams are now out of the nfc playoff framework as it's currently constituted but i kind of posed this hypothetical on social media this week if we all think the rams could be maybe even should be six and three rather than three and six knowing the gauntlet they face in the front half of the schedule and how come no, no one seems to believe that they can win six of their last eight games here now that the the schedule tilts a little bit more back in their favor?
1: That's a great question. Maybe, I mean, you, you, the, the sting of Dallas, you know, the, the smell of Dallas still looms. Or And what happened in Green Bay when you didn't have Matthew Stafford kind of exposed how thin you are at certain positions when you lose those superstars. So there's not a lot of confidence out there in the Rams right now. The only confidence is coming from the room. And I have to I point this out to people. Your opponent is not on Sunday. Your opponent is the schedule. That's your opponent in the National Football League. It's the Rams versus the schedule they give you. So right now you put yourself in a hole because you won uh, three out of the first nine games. Now you've got to go on a run if you want to keep this thing going. And here's the funny thing. It's entirely winnable. Yeah. If you get your guys back and you start playing better or playing the way you played versus Cincinnati and, 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 and Pittsburgh, but just finish the games, you'll have a chance to be in every single uh, game you're in this year and maybe you'll win more than you lose. So let me tell you on why this week
0: is so important. It's because when you look at the wild card picture right now, I think Dallas is as good as locked. Like, I don't know that you could be more clinched than no. the Cowboys pre-Thanksgiving. They're playing like one of the best teams in football, and they gave it to the Rams, so they've already got the head-to-head against Los Angeles. Dobbs in Minnesota, they're hot right now. Whether they can sustain it, we'll see. They're the the seven seed as it stands, but their remaining schedule is more favorable than the team I'm going to get to, which is the Seattle Seahawks. And that's why I feel like the Rams' best bet is to get the Seahawks out of the NFC playoff picture for two reasons. Because this Sunday at home is a must-win anyway because you can't fall to three and for seven. For us or there. them or both? For the Rams. Yeah, I yeah. think the Rams' best chance is through Seattle because it has to start this weekend. Then you would have a season sweep over the Seahawks. Right. And then the Seahawks go two against San Francisco, one against Philly, one against Dallas. They could get on a skid here really quickly, and you could leapfrog them, even though right now they're tied for the NFC West.
2: no, I, I completely agree with you. I, I, I look at it like, like this, like, if you look at the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're six and three, and they're like they're terrible. They've been outgained every game, yet their record says that. Well, if you look at the Rams, it's like the Rams are the complete opposite. They've outgained all these teams and have outperformed them, and they just lost those three games. Mm-hmm. Those three games that you should have won. So to me, it's I'm going into it like, listen, the key to this game here, and I know we're going to get to it, is jumping on them early and then getting to running the football. Get out of there, right? It's, it's like though, it's like four minute. You want to be in four minute situation in the second quarter. Like get a fourteen point lead, ten point lead, and let's start it. running the football. Like, yeah. let's put that pressure on Geno Smith. Let's put that pressure on th- those on those receivers and allow Aaron Donald to get there.
1: We said that almost every week. If you get out to a lead versus Burroughs, you can beat him. Couldn't do it. If yeah. you get out to a lead versus Pickett, you and We did, but and, we just, and stand on it. You could win. Right. And and it didn't happen. So I I'm right there with you. Absolutely. There's no way Seattle beat San Francisco twice. Anybody? I don't think they beat them once. That's that, there's no way. Well, there's hold on. No way. If they do, then yeah. that creates a whole different pathway because right. you
0: still got a Week 18 game against the Niners. Exactly. We'll talk about that when we get yeah, there. Yeah, crazy. Uh, but look, I, I know when you have a losing record at the midway point, conversations start to shift to the spring. But listen to Sean McVay coming off his bye and tell me the Rams have anything on their mind except making a playoff push.
2: Attack the opportunity with a with a you know a, an enthusiasm and an excitement about what's ahead. Um, you know, not, not looking backwards, but you know, how can we, you know, learn from the first nine weeks, uh, both positive and things that we can improve upon. And let's focus on those things and let's go attack it. And, uh, let's love this challenge that the NFL brings every single week and love the opportunity to welcome some guys back and love coaching and and love playing as well as we possibly can. And let's see what, what the heck happens. When he left the coach's
1: show, you can tell this guy ain't dead. <laughs> really. You can tell he's not giving up. He's not quitting. and it, It's almost like he, he planned to be right in this situation so he could flip the script in the second half of the year. Look, you got a second half of a season. Yeah. Half of a season,
0: eight games with Aaron Donald, Matthew Stafford, Cooper Cup. Like, I'll take those chances. Yeah, I will. Like, there's going to be moments in February where we're sitting around twiddling our thumbs wishing – For a home game against the Washington Commanders to go out and try and win, I agree. Let's not relinquish that just yet here pre-Thanksgiving. All right, for the Rams to make something of this second half, though, to win six, seven, all eight of their games on the remaining schedule, what has to happen in your mind, Maurice? What's kind of top your list in terms of order of magnitude there? Uh,
2: The biggest thing to me is I think efficiency in the running game, being efficient. That that's that's. Four yards on first down, half of the chains on second down, and getting on third down, getting the first down. And whenever you decide to run the ball, that's what has to happen in those situations. And the reason being is this offensive line has to go forward. They have to go forward. When they go forward, all the passing game shows up. We go. I, it just reminds me back in Indianapolis when the Rams went back to that in the overtime. They went back to their first schedule, their first uh, place that they had scheduled in the first the first drive. It was run, 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 play action pass. And guys are just running wide open down the middle of the field. That's when your quarterback is at his best. That's when your offensive line is at their best. So getting efficient, not necessarily running the ball forty times, but being efficient on each down. So making sure that these gains, these downhill runs, are getting four yards uh, on second down. They're getting half the chains on third down. They're converting to first. You know, have not having to not not calling the fly sweep on fourth and one. Or Ben Skaronic. you're talking one. about. You're calling 31. Ben Skranaf a fly? No, but I'm just saying. You want the
0: second half against
2: the Cardinals
0: <laughs> 16 more times. That's it. <laughs> okay. Give me that. Yeah.
2: Give me that. And then I promise you the Rams will be exactly where they want to go because you have everything else. You just have to force the defense to put more resources into the box. Eight guys into the box. Keep those guys' eyes on the running backs and allow these receivers to win one on one.
0: Kyron Williams can't play this week, but can return Ugh. next week against Arizona.
2: You just hurt my feelings. That's Sorry the one I want. I, I, but I don't
1: care who's I'm with you, man. The the last thing you want to do as a defense this time of year is, oh. is be physical. You don't want to defend the run. It stinks. It really does. It hurts. It it takes you know years off your career. But the teams that are physical have more success towards the end of the year. And this offensive line, I think, is really taking a giant step forward, coming yeah. forward. So that needs to happen on on game day. So I 100% agree with you. Run the football. Be more physical than your opponent. You'll have a better chance to win the football game. Uh, by that token, I'll say on the other side, stopping the run. It is yeah. going to be something that you need to do and, and, and be better at and really be conscious of because Pete Carroll has gone back to doing what he does best being physical, trying to run the football, no, just like you talked about. No,
0: Gino what? Smith is coming off a career high passing.
1: No, they're still trying, but they're, no, chas- they're, they're chasing points. No,
0: that's fool's gold. They are more pass happy than ever.
1: They're chasing points. Yes, okay. they got behind in Baltimore, but they're I'm still trying saying, to run it versus don't Washington. Listen to Pete Carroll at yeah. the podium.
0: They're coming out with Shane Waldron and they're throwing it all okay. around the yard. They You'll got see. three receivers yeah, yeah. With this rookie. Their screen game is dynamic. DK and Tyler are
1: doing their thing. Absolutely, but he's going to be physical to start the game. And if he's having success, that's what he's going to stay with. Now, you got to do what you got to do versus Baltimore. I'll give you that. Sure. And if you want to count what they did versus the corpse of Washington's defense after they traded it away, then so be it. But Pete Carroll's gone back to doing what he's doing. He's being physical. I disagree with you both. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I love, I love yeah. November, December football, run the ball, stop the run. To me, it's about the secondary for the Rams needs to play much better, needs to grow oh, up, yeah, needs to be able to contend with some of the receivers, including this weekend's that they're going to face. And then I need to see Tutu Atwell, Puka Nakua, Cooper Cup play like Pro Bowlers the rest of the way. That, that to me is how. That to me is how you get. I'm there. with
1: you. Uh, my original point was the the DBs. Look, I think they're leading the league in DPI. That's the stuff you can't happen. Yeah. And I'll be honest. I told you coming out of camp. I said your next star is coming out of the secondary. I was dead wrong, or at least in the wrong way. Uh, some of these guys have been penalty machines. You have got to sew that up, and you've got to be better tacklers in the back end. That's what needs to improve. But first thing they're going to try to do is run the ball at you, and if they have success, they're
2: going to stick gonna with it. We're going to see some
0: yeah. new names in the secondary, perhaps Quint Lake, UCLA yeah. Bruin, emerging. Good luck on rivalry week, by Thank
2: the way. Thank you. What was that? The U, but they uh, right, right around oh town as if we God. don't play well. Chips, do that on. again. Like that.
0: Maybe Trey Tomlinson's yeah. is upcoming. I think a healthy Kobe Durant was starting to migrate to the outside and play more there. Um, but they're going to get a thorough vetting here in the second half, and I think their bye week was really important. I
2: completely agree with what you're saying. I'm just saying that you have to run the ball. You have to be efficient enough Absolutely. in the running game to give those guys the opportunity. I know because if we get too high safeties, two two Atwell going deep is not going to help you, right? You want to green those guys down so they can get those one on ones and take those shots. Yeah. That's what I. That's all I'm saying. I want. Trust me, as a running back, I want to throw the football because it means less guys are in the box. But for the Rams and what they're doing, it's about the offensive line and protecting your quarterback to get those shots down the field. Because if you just drop back sixty times. Those guys aren't True. built for that. And that's what I, I want to protect our quarterback and protect our line. And the way Raheem calls his defense, he
1: keeps those two safeties high. He doesn't give up yes. anything deep. He puts onus on the defensive front to do a lot, to stop the run, and then transition to pass rushers when necessary. My, Which means if you're running the football, you're going to take the gas out of those guys.
2: Exactly. That's going to be your game plan. My my only concern is this, and we talked about earlier, is the rookie wall. There's so many rookies that have made such an impact early in this season that eventually they're going to get worn down. You know, Wake Forest ain't played in January. Uh, BYU hasn't played in January. Don't come back, Kobe Turner. Like I'm, uh, just not, I'm, just, I'm just putting uh, it out there. Tennessee, you know, they, they about Missouri's you. over here standing gonna, on business gonna tell right now. I'm going to Big Steve. I'm going I'm to clip talking this and to you. That's what, that's what, I'm, just, I'm just being <laughs> honest. Now, Big Steve, you played in January, so you know what it's like. But, again, it's just a little bit different, and that's the only thing when you play so many rookies eventually yeah. that rookie wall hits, and how do you manage that? As a coach and as never an organization. Thought
1: of that. I played in January every year in college. That that, I mean, that might have been the difference. I played yeah. end
2: of December. Yeah, yeah. Let me give you a couple more that I think are important.
0: Uh, the tight end room for the Rams, uh, a group that lives out of 11 personnel, has to produce something. Yeah. And I'm not talking about just what like. What room? It's one guy. Yeah. But they're now carrying four. Hunter Long is healthy and ready to go, it seems like. Tyler Hibby was banged up. We learned he's playing through injury. But that room collectively does not have a touchdown this year. And when you look at how teams have beat the Seahawks, including most recently the Washington Commanders hanging tough, the Washington Commanders used their running backs and they used their tight end. Those were three of their top four receivers. So maybe yeah. that's a blueprint to getting to this Seattle defense because we know we love their linebackers. Oh, yeah. But where did the Rams win in week one? Right over their shoulders and heads. Yes. Where did the Commanders win? making those uh, linebackers for Seattle playing coverage, mm-hmm. not by stuff in the yeah. run with no, no. all respect. That's due funny. Respects.
1: The same game plan to beat Bobby Wagner. This is the thing. You call, you count it as a negative, right? But you've been doing it for 15, 16 years. That means he's been in the league yeah. for that long, right? That's crazy. But,
2: <laughs> I, I, like I said, this is the thing. When you go back to the, the first game in Seattle, they ran the ball 40 times. Now, I wasn't. It wasn't good. It was yeah. inefficient. It was 40. inefficient. It was an inefficient. They got action. touchdowns, though. Right. And so, the, to me, it's it's being efficient. If you can be efficient, those balls are going to zip past Bobby Wagner because he has to take those two or three steps up to stop the running game.
0: And then the last one for me is the kicking game. There's no path to the postseason for the Rams because their margin is so thin if they continue to take knocks in the kicking game. Got to have
2: a Matt Gay effect. Like,
0: uh, it, measure it any way you want. Miss, they're,
1: they're, miss field goals or block punts. All or, of the above yeah. in terms
0: of – Efficiency and the impact that it has on games in the first half of the season, the Rams were thirty-two out of thirty-two in the wow. kicking game. Okay, yeah, yeah, and and here's another way it manifests itself: the Seahawks have the best starting field position in the league. Okay, they they get quick takeaways and they have great punting and kickoff and return and all that. So uh, you can't you can't let them get short fields and you can't put yourself in eighty-yard
2: drive situations. Can I can I Seahawks. change mine from running game to just being playing clean football? I period think or play, just, just or teams. period overall. Yeah. Yeah. Clean football, which means you don't give up big plays on defense, you don't have turnovers or negative like huge negative plays like sack fumbles on offense, and then the kicking game is just clean, right? No block punts, yeah. Make your field goals. If the Rams do that, I think they're 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 sitting here differently. Than or don't have. kick field goals. Well, or or don't. Just, okay. Or just play yeah. four down football. I got a question.
1: If you're sitting, uh, if you got forty eight yards out and you need points. Are you punting it, or are you going ahead oh, and no. lining We're, up for a field it, what's goal? The, what's
2: the What's the Remember what's that the choice we had,
1: right? Yeah, trust the math would be my recommendation. Trust the math, right? That's, I mean, look, I, I guess I'd give the guy a look from fifty if you needed it, but if, if, if you had a chance to punt, if you didn't need the points, then go ahead and punt and play defense. But at some point, you're gonna have to rely on the place kicker. You're paying him to make field goals.
0: All right, let's zoom in on the Seahawks this week's opponents. Much different, but similar since we saw them in Week One. They got a couple of rookies who are really emerging. Both of their first round draft picks look like hits in the secondary and at receiver. But I want to start with Gino Smith because man, at halftime of last week's game, it looked like the tide was turning against Gino. That the 12s might be ready to get a look at, luck, at Lock. You know what I'm saying? And it then he spins get, it around and bad. has a career best day and leads them to a victory.
2: Is that bad? Well, uh,
1: okay, He's I mean being judged by a pretty high standard, but yeah. So Sweat wasn't there. Chase Young wasn't there. And they lost their first-round corner, to I thought was one of the dumbest calls. They threw him out of the game. Oh, that ejection. Which is crazy. And then uh, Lockett comes back in the game. Right. So I thought this was an egregious shot. The guy gets up and plays the rest of the game, but you throw him out. That was crazy. So Washington shorthanded Geno looks great. But Geno is still Geno. He's still that guy. Whatever you thought of Geno Smith, he is still the same guy there. Uh, there's some things that he does well. There's some things that he doesn't see. And when you get pressure on him, his passing numbers go down. So if you can find a way to generate pressure, and it doesn't matter who you play. This is the Rams versus anybody. It just can't be Aaron Donald. I hope, and this goes back to the wish list, I hope Byron Young is a guy that gets to 10 sacks. He's got five so far. He's in rarefied air. Have you seen his numbers and the guys that are around him? You are in the league, man. You're one of these good players. These guys up here are making big money. If you want to be them, keep doing this. Now, keep going and get to 10 sacks. Can Aaron be Aaron? Can Aaron figure out how to go from 5.5 to over 10 in the next seven weeks? Uh, I I don't care if it's two games where he gets three sacks apiece and he jumps up the board or he goes Mr. Efficient and gets a sack a game for the, uh, until yeah. it, till the season ends. Either way, you got to get pressure on quarterbacks and you got to get pressure on Geno Smith.
2: I, I would say this. I, I say, it's so funny that we always we want players to be better than what they are, right? We want Geno to do these things. And Geno has played well. He was efficient last year. But what happens with the efficiency is you become confident. You become confident that I can do certain things. And. Those certain things start. To, you start to hold onto the ball because you're trying to make a throw. You're trying to make a play, and I still remember. And this will never go anywhere. Aaron Donald comes on the stunt right up the middle, and Gino goes, "Oh my God!"
0: He says that wasn't him, but your point still no. Well that was taken. him. Come on, that is who if, you if he, are. If <laughs> he goes viral again this week, that'll mean good
2: things, right, for right? Exactly. And so for me, it's finding a way to put pressure on him. You, you, and the
1: that was you, Gino.
2: It <laughs> was. You know that was you. It was the <laughs> thing is another thing is it's matchup base. Yeah, do you match up? The Rams just match up well with Seattle. For whatever reason, their personnel, their scheme, they match up well. Now, the Niners is a different story, right? But you match when you match up well with the team, you have to take advantage of those matchups and make sure you win them.
0: That being said, things are different about the Seahawks and yeah. in, in some important ways. Devin Witherspoon against Cup in the slot, going to be a great matchup to watch. He is in the running for Defensive Rookie of the Year like Byron Young is. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think, has brought their screen game to life. They had, I think, a record number of yards after catch last week against Washington.
1: Disley got a big one.
0: (laughs) Ken Walker is not just a home run hitting back now in the handoff game. He now has some receiving element. He's coming off his first uh, receiving touchdown. So I feel like, Yards after catch, or looking at it the other way, like tackling on first contact, is going to be a determining factor Big on time. Sunday.
1: I like how they use uh, Walker up there. How Waldron's been using him—that little motion out and then come back and hand it to him. That's that's pretty neat. Have you ever done that as a running back? Uh, motion no, out, come back. This and then, this,
2: this new age offense—they they motion everybody. I normally just went out a wide receiver and came back in the backfield with the ramp. Oh, that was sweet though. I like how they do that. That it, it gets him a running start. If you if you don't if you play that block too
1: thick, he is out the gate yes, fast. Yes. Yeah. Rams actually played the division pretty well in the first half.
0: Wins over Arizona and Seattle. Had San Francisco dead to rights here at SoFi Stadium. Could not get over the hump. What if they go ahead and finish this NFC West schedule at 5-1? and one? Here are a couple of opportunities back-to-back to start the second half of their season home to Seattle next week Thanksgiving in arizona two teams they play well
2: historically let's get them I, yeah I'm, I'm excited i think the rams can do a lot more than what people think they just got to put it all together
1: get your get your little league team together man no no we're done we had we got out no. of here man
2: we took this l you know what the best part about my little league team JB? What? you know we told you our kids to pay them? no you know, no you play to win the game <laughs> yeah. that's what we do we went herm edwards we played to win we didn't win so we didn't go get second place trophies because that's not what we wanted oh we, came my here God. For, we came here for the first place and not one of my kids to a to a man Parents were like, "Let's go get a truck." No, I'm cool. I said, "You know Where what? Did you come turn back, into Mike come Park. back next year. Let's go to work." <laughs> no,
0: like pizza party or anything. When did you turn we, we into Mike We had little Park. apple ciders wow. and we
2: sprayed him around because it was a, <laughs> it was a great win. Guys were chugging <laughs> apple cider, but we wow. didn't we didn't go touch that second place trophy because we didn't come for that.
0: Hope you'll join us here at SoFi Stadium for a uh, Apple Saddler celebration if the Rams can beat the Seahawks and climb back into this NFC picture. From the Toyota Patio here in Inglewood at SoFi Stadium for DeMarco Farmer, Lou Holmes true on JB Long. Thanks for being with us for our latest installment of Between the Horns, always presented by your Southern California Toyota Dealers.